Welcome to the Modern Follower Podcast, where we talk about living for Christ in this modern world. And my name is Austin. Today I'm joined with my co-host, Chino. And we ask the question, is it okay to be sad? How do we handle when our brother is being sad, our sister in Christ being sad? How do we handle that? What does scripture say about being sad? And then what are our own experiences with being sad in our life as Christians and even before our faith? Now, I encourage you to be good Bereans when listening to a podcast like this. We're two young college-age adults talking about what we believe, what we've found in scripture and in our own studies. And I encourage you to take what we say and search within the scriptures yourself to get a proper understanding on your own about what we're talking about. Because scripture is the full inherent truth of God. And we encourage you and hope to say that in every podcast that we encourage you to read the scripture and find for yourself what it says. And also when we talk about leaving something in the comments or saying something in the comments down below, this was initially made for another platform. And so if you do have a question, if you do have something you want to say, if you do have something you want us to talk about in a future podcast, just hit us up on our Instagram at modern follower underscore. And we would love to connect with you, talk with you, answer any of your questions, and hopefully have some content for future podcasts to talk about that you ask us. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the podcast. Um, is it okay to be sad? Simple as that. Sad boy hours. And how to be good, how to be a good brother or sister to someone who is sad, um, worn out, overwhelmed. Uh, there's a lot of different characteristics, feelings that I think that could kind of correlate with what we're going to talk about. But yeah, as simple and broad as we can put it is sad. If you're sad, um, is it okay? As a Christian. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. And as well, I I would like to later talk about if you're somebody that has another person in your life that is feeling sad and how to do those things. Yeah, how to be a good brother or sister um, and how to to, um, approach that as a Christian who you might not be sad, but you might have a friend who's sad. Or you might be sad. Or you might be sad. Either way. You might be both. Maybe you have a friend that's sad and you're sad. And you guys are just crying together. Um, <laughs> we'll teach you how to how to properly cry together. <laughs> nah, that'd be too Stay hated. tuned. We might cry in this podcast. But we might Super not, so t- don't hold your breath. Oh my gosh. This is a really long podcast. So and if you hold your breath this whole podcast, you might not make it through. Um, anyways, enough of the puns. Uh, let's get right into this stuff all right i'm on a, i'm on another level today i'm ready to go yo i can tell you're ready to go <laughs> you are ready i'm excited i've been i've been cooped up for like a week um and haven't had a whole lot of communication so it's been great this is great this is how i get it out Today's all right the day let's do it all right so first things first um i think defining as weird as it is defining what it what we mean by being sad I know that seems kind of like uh, for me like I when I think of sadness when I think of like sadness it is pretty broad but there's different there's different categories for it you get people who are not categories there's different levels for it right I mean um so like I think that there is um I'm trying to think of the best way to say this so like when it comes to being sad like there are times that I'm sad for somebody else right Mm -hmm. or sat like like there are times that i have brothers and sisters who are going through stuff it might not be that they are sad but they're like going through something and i'm sad for them i have that i'm there's a sadness that comes about me because of someone else i don't really think and and you can correct me if i'm wrong i don't think that's what we're talking about though it's not we're not talking about i mean i I think it could definitely apply a little bit but a little bit a little bit but we're more talking about um or like because so many people, ever since I be, you know, ever since the beginning of my faith, uh, which I got saved after high school, 
uh, I've just heard so many Christians say I'm sad and as well as the church we were in the, the culture we were around a very um, it was basically AG churches at the time uh, it would be looked down upon as sad I even had a conversation with um, a friend of ours and we were having we were dialoguing about you know where we're at in life and everything and I'm, I just said you know what where I'm at in life I'm pretty sad and I I know why but there's sometimes I don't even know why and I just can't break out of it yeah and um or you could say depressed or whatever I, I think it's too strong a word for me and how my feelings are uh, for me to say that I'm depressed yeah but uh just deeply sad and can't get out of it and she and we were just dialoguing about it yeah and you know? I, th- I think um and two to kind of piggyback off the whole depressed and sad thing I think that um first of all let me make clear depression is a very real thing and a very real issue and I and I'm not saying yeah, that you yeah. weren't saying that but the um just so people understand we I actually come from experience with with really heavy depression um and i know that you've dealt with um, a lot of sadness in your own life um we come up from different completely different um upbringings but um we all that's the thing we all jersey yeah and i i come from right here in florida so (laughs) um and but like you know i went through a stage of depression uh my depression came out of my own stupidity um, and growing up, hindsight is twenty twenty. I can admit that now and know that I put myself where I was at. But that doesn't necessarily. That's not for everybody. I don't want it to. I don't want to blame you for being sad because I, I. We all get sad. If you've never been sad, I question if you're human. It's natural. It, it comes mean, with for some. Me, it, whatever level it is, it doesn't like it. Not not everybody will experience a depth of sadness necessarily in their life right um but at some point you could at least mildly sad about something yeah. the, the reason why i wouldn't say i take words very seriously yeah so i, I won't tell some random joe Schmo that i'll love him or you know i i even in high school when i dated uh <laughs> i never told one of my girlfriends that I love them because that's how serious I took those words. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just that type of person. So I would never say I'm depressed if I actually really, I went to a doctor and everything, got it diagnosed, uh, got it diagnostics and went about the right way of it. I, w- I won't self-diagnose myself that I'm depressed ever. Yeah. But, and I would say that I'm, I'm now in my life. I'm in a similar place. I think when I was younger, um, I think my depression was based off of, um, it came out of like, I didn't want to admit that I was, it was kind of an opposite effect. It was more that I, when you look at the symptoms and the things that I was dealing with, you know, suicidal thoughts and, um, and suicidal attempt at that, um, looking back, I would say, okay, I was depressed in the time I would, I never wanted to use the word. I was one because I never liked the attention that it brought when you say you're sad or when you say, and that's, I mean, that's what brought me to where I was. Um, that's the thing. And we'll get into that a little bit about having people to talk to, but, um, yeah. So, uh, before we ramble off too much, um, did you want to say something on, on that more? Okay. Um, you know, from a Christian perspective, if, if you're not going to sit here and listen to this whole podcast, I'm just going to be simple for you. It is okay to be sad yeah simple answer if you gotta go and you can't listen to the whole thing at least you got See the ya. answer yeah <laughs> exactly mean, but all right so i'm the one that came up with the topic of the question yeah. and that's because as of right now in this period uh in my life i am sad and i'm wrestling it with god and yes it's okay to be sad but i i want it to really dive deeper yeah. into the broad question oh of course of why is it okay because i it feels like sometimes it's really not okay to be sad like you beat yourself up sometimes you know you have self-pity yeah i think that and that's that's really more what i meant when i when i was talking about levels like i think that 
that it's a it's a it's a multifold uh, answer because I think it's okay to be sad, but I think that sadness can turn into bad things. It can turn into pride. It can turn into yeah. like there's sad if you if you don't no, if you don't funny. handle sadness right. What Zach says something about that. Oh, Zach says something about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, true. That sounds like something Zach would talk about too. Yeah, he he knows what he's talking about. Um, he's a good guy. He knows what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. He he knows a lot of things. Um, a lot more things than me. A lot of times, honestly. For sure. But, anyways, um, the when it comes to losing your train of thought, how do you come back from it? (laughs) Um, (laughs) No. uh, You remember? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, when it comes to like sadness it can easily turn like the the best example i can think of is, is pride and i know that because of my own experience there have been times that i've been so sad that you start to become prideful and not prideful as most people consider pride not a like proud of yourself or like not of like exalting yourself but like understanding that pride um that sound threw me off i have no idea what that was sound like the office it did, but it was like a half a second. Um, but sound or sound. Wow. This is a rough time, guys. Anyways, uh, sadness. Come on, um, man. I got to get back into got back into flow. All right. So sadness. Um, pride. Um, when it comes to pride, there's two different types of pride. You've got obviously there's two different extremes i would say of pride you have the extreme obviously of exalting yourself which most people consider like know that as pride mm-hmm. but if you will, a lot of people don't get is the opposite that end of the spectrum which is people who are so down on themselves and it's like i am too worthless i'm not worthy of this or uh, or i'm not um i'm not worth someone's time i'm not this i'm not that like and kind of like wallowing in yourself is still pride um and it's a sin and it's yes, but it's, it is a struggle as well. Um, and so, um, it is something to be my, I know that I struggle with that a lot. Like I was never, I was never prideful in a sense of where I was proud of like myself, yeah, not like, look at yeah, like me. puffing my own chest up. It was more Basically, like bringing myself down. You had a very tunnel vision and it was about you. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Is is idolizing yourself, or like thinking so much of self, right? Over anything else. Yeah. Um. And that is wrong. Um. And, but, it's a struggle, and people struggle with it, and that's the difference. Obviously, which we'll get into, I'm sure, in later podcasts too, is the difference between struggling and sinning. That's a really hot topic for me. I I love that topic. We'll probably maybe talk about that next time. But the uh. But, um, but yeah, anyways, not to get off topic too much. Uh, <laughs> so I think that there's, there's levels of, uh, where sad can become bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and for my example, long story short, yeah. for people who don't know, um, so basically someone a year and a half ago passed away in my life and, um, really sad time. And at the time, my family all was going to church um, together. And uh, things happened. And just one thing after another, I took care of a Holocaust survivor, treated her like my own mother. And then she passed a month after um, my mom's boyfriend passed. And it was just one thing after another, after another. Just couldn't really get to solid ground, you could say. And... Me, from the background where I come from, um, I'm from the streets of New Jersey, and so it's you got to keep pushing through, you got to make your way, and everything, and everything just caught up to me, and I didn't know how to deal with anything. I finally, uh, the way I'm quoting someone who quoted somebody, I forgot who originally quoted, but someone said it in a way where you just had a moment where you finally stop talking and you just listen to your soul. You just let your soul speak to you. And so I had one of those moments um, this New Year's and um, 
just through that entire time, even till now, and I'm starting to find my way out of it. Uh, well, not wait. I'm learning how to deal with it better with Christ and finding joy in Christ and peace. But, you know, I'm in that boat. And while the whole portion of my life where people were passing away, um, my mom and brother were going to church with me. And, you know, anytime someone saw us, it would just be so fascinating, not in a positive way, but more negative light, how it's people would just come up to us and say, hey, how how you doing? Are you okay? It's like, no, someone passed away. Obviously, I'm not okay. If, you know, if you have some empathy or compassion and want to help reconcile something and bring peace, you know, you would ask more specific questions if you really cared, basically. Um, you would put better effort into your questions or, you know, or bring some encouragement of the word or something rather than say, hey, are you okay? How's your mother? Haven't seen her in a while. Is she okay? Like, how about you ask her yourself? My my mom to this day says no one has ever reached out to her personally. And my mom's uh, a homebody, so it's kind of hard anyways. But, um, you know, it's a rough time. And then my brother as well, who is younger. And it just dawned on me how foreign it is to talk about sadness in a biblical light yeah. you know we usually just reference to david probably few times and then push on and just focus on the parts of the bible we that are positive um and i know sadness is not like something you want to wallow in and blah 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 but it is something we go through and uh You know, and I don't know, it, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And then that, like you said earlier, made me hurt people in the process, made me prideful and use that aggression. And I was just aggressive towards people because I was like, why aren't you helping me? Why, why, aren't, you, why aren't you there for me and my family? Like, you, you know, yeah. and just started blaming people not vocally but internally and it was just a crazy time in my life yeah i think um going off of that too is like um with that story like i think what like what kind of made it what like you said what made it worse is people not knowing how to deal with that yeah they would they would literally just walk like approach me like they're walking on eggshells and like yeah are, are you okay like it, it's okay yeah, i even talk to you like no come come please i need you i need encouragement you know and i, I need help and unfortunately in the modern western church um you tend to find as a culture that the this vibe that Christianity is this rainbows and unicorns floating down a river of gold. No suffering. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And like one uh, a quote that um something that I um from a sermon that I really like is about worship and you know what I'm talking about when uh what's, oh, yeah. his, what's his name? I forget his name. Alistair Begg. Yeah. Um I'm not even gonna try to say his name because I always say it wrong. But the uh but he was preaching and he was talking about walking into a church, um, you know, all these lights and, and, you know, big countdown and all this stuff. And then the first thing the worship leader comes out and says is, uh, um, he's like, how you guys doing today? And he's like, frankly, I'm doing terrible. And he's <laughs> like, why are you asking me that? Why don't you ask me, like, wh why are you asking me how am I doing? Why don't you ask me, you know, and then he's starting going to, you know, why don't you ask me about, um, why don't you tell me something I know? Yeah. Tell me something. That, yeah, I know. Tell, and he has tell, a Scottish accent. Yeah, and it's great. It makes it so much better. Don't, um, don't ask me how I'm doing. Tell me, me what, what I know. know. <laughs> tell me about God. 
Yeah, and it's like it's like we're in and with that, like he wasn't specifically talking about sadness, but I think what's lost in the church today is that um is this sense of like people are just so scared to like meet people where they're at. And it's sad because there's It's all about positive vibes. It's all about positive vibes and in like and I, their intentions, a lot of times their intentions are not necessarily bad. Their intentions are to bring, to help people to be joyful in the presence of the Lord. But one thing that I am really, that's kind of really changed in, in my life is recognizing the difference between happiness and joyfulness. Um, I consider them to be completely different, uh, not, not completely different, but I consider them to be different because mm-hmm. I am joyful in, because of Christ, but I'm not always happy. Like, and I, the way that Spend I, on that. the way that I have come about that, and I don't necessarily, I might be wrong in this, but this is just how it helps me understand it a little bit. Is like joy to me is not like happiness is a um, a temporal feeling to me. Uh, happiness is a temporal thing, um, same as sadness. Um, to their temporal feelings, whereas joy to me is an, is kind of more of a outlook on an overall base, I guess, to mm. who you are. So like for me to be joyful in the Lord is like, there are days that I'm genuinely just like, a, like almost in tears yet still joyful in the Lord. Cause and it's it, rooted it's rooted it's the root the joy is the root and then sadness and happiness are fading seasons that's a good way to look at it for um i guess too is like the root of it all is that i'm rooted in christ and that makes me joyful i will always be joyful because of christ but i will not always be happy because of christ or always happy because of my because happiness is very much from happiness and sadness comes from external means Mm-hmm. Joyful is not is not an external feeling or an external. Um, it, it isn't easily changed from external things when you're when you're in Christ or when you when you're saved because He's changed your heart, and so I have the joy of knowing that one day I will be with Him. But but then I am a lot of times sad that I'm still here. Yeah, and so like there's that there's that battle between joy joy and happiness that I think people expect. And and that's like, maybe the wording might not be perfect, but like, that's the problem that the church has, in my opinion, is that instead of preaching that and, 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 and meeting people where they're at, they're mixed, they're meshing the two ideas together and they're thinking, and they're making it seem like we have to always be happy, which I don't think is true because it's impossible to always be happy. I think that we should always be joyful um, and rooted in joy in the Lord. Um, but a lot of times and like from my own personal, and I know from like what you've talked about too, I'm more sad than I am happy in life. Um, there are more times and that's just how I'm wired. I'm just wired to, and it's not because of necessarily my own circumstances all the time. It's because of other people that I care about. Um, when I have a brother or sister in, in the Lord that I'm close to, like in our own friend group or in, in other in things that are struggling with something, I feel that and I'm sad in, in that and, and it brings me down and I have to watch myself that I don't get too sad. Like I talked about like with the, with pride and like putting myself down and these things like that. Like it's, I'm more sad than I am happy but I'm always joyful because mm-hmm. I know I know who I am, and it takes a while to get there. I think that it's not something that comes overnight. Yeah, for even sure. Even when you're saved, and like I am not one of those instant, instant. Like I don't have one of those instant salvation stories where it's like on this day at this minute, I was <laughs> changed drastically, and I could name you the exact event. Testimony, testimony, man. Huh? Testimony is a testimony. Yeah, and I praise God. Yeah, it's and it, you know, if I didn't go through what I went through, I mean, I, I wouldn't be who I am today, and I wouldn't know Christ like I know Christ today. I still struggle. I still have my. I'm still sad, even though I know Christ. I know who I am in Him, but I still get sad. You still get sad. Yeah, and I, I think part of it is because um, there's some Bible literacy, as well. Yeah. Um, like 
like you said earlier, your your joy is rooted in Christ, and that's something that I can never take away. And what's one of the most quoted things um, in, in the entire Bible regarding to that? It's Psalm, I mean, not Psalms, uh, Romans 8. Romans 8, where it says, nothing can separate us from Christ, right? Nothing in the entire world. No powers, no demons, nothing, no height, no death. Nothing can separate us from Christ. Uh, and so... I feel like part of the reason why there are some Christians who don't know how to deal with those things, yet still experience those things, it's very hard for them to engage with other people is because of Bible literacy, because nothing compels me more to live the way Christ has asked me to live than reading the Bible, going to the Word, reminding, because yeah. I'm not always going to remember what is Jesus, uh, what does the Bible say, mourn those who uh, who are mourning? Mourn with those who yeah. are mourning. It's part of the Beatitudes, right? I believe so. Yes. Uh, please, if we say that wrong, <laughs> let us know in the comments. I'm pretty sure yeah, it is. I can us, look it up later. Let us know. But he says, "Mourn with those who mourn. Rejoice with those who rejoice." Um. And you know the Bibles are filled with verses like that to to be there as a brother and sister in Christ for each other, if someone's grieving, like grieving really hard, I know it's difficult to step in those places, uh, but we are compelled by Christ to engage in those things, even if we don't know what to do because we have his spirit in us and he will help us, uh, you know, try to figure out things out and um you know be there and grieve sometimes you don't even have to say just being present and asking questions you know just being present is is can go a long way could go miles yeah and i think that um you know and there's like there's plenty of scripture too that talks about um just how we are to be as brothers loving each other what it looks like to love each other and um and that's a that's a massive part of that is just being yeah. there for a brother a being and like it even goes beyond just like mourning it goes into when they're struggling with sin which can also um i don't i don't know about you but if i sin it genuinely makes me sad I mean, that comes with the conviction that comes with sin for me. I mean, it, it brings me to a place of sadness. It can turn into shame if I don't go to the Lord. Um, um, it is shame immediately, but then, it, you know, that's another topic. But the, uh, but like, even, I mean, even, even if you think of it just like in the manner of, in the midst of your situation, when you met Christ, were you well off? Like were you were you good? No. We were we were depraved. We were so rooted in our sin. We didn't know what good was. We didn't we were lost. Yeah. Christ stepped into our situation, which was really bad, and he's shown us the light. He's made us alive. He has made us new creations in Christ. And so if you're going to say and quote the Bible to love your neighbor as yourself um, you know, and, and say you love God, be there for your brother as well in that same manner, not just for the good times, but for the bad times, for the hard times. Well, in first John is, um, is very, very clear in saying, if you do not love your brother, you do not love God. And like he literally, it, though, what, what he, what he says is that, um, you know, you know, how could you essentially, I'm going to, I'm going to summarize a little bit this one um, area where, where he's specifically going into like, if, how can you love, how can you not love your brother whom you see yet say, but yet love a God whom you can't see. It's like, like if you can't even love your brother and like, you might think, oh, that's kind of harsh, but it's like, it's true. I mean, like, and that's a part, and that's, that's the thing is like, people's like, oh, well, I love my brother just because I'm not, I'm not really 
there for them all the time. I still love them. It's like, do you like, and I, and we all struggle and I'm not trying to say that like if you struggle with, in with nerves for one or like, and you just don't know how to approach it, that's a genuine struggle, but it, but you can't walk away from listening to something like this and not change, like not be active. Like if you're not actively working on, um, not to say that it's a works faith, like a works salvation, like that you have to work up to whatever, like that's why we have the Holy spirit. But like, if, if we're, if you walk away from something like this, from this podcast and you aren't and you're either one, not convicted, um, in your own sin. Um, but also it doesn't make you at least think for a second that maybe I haven't been, I haven't been the best I could be. Or maybe I'm one of those people who think, or who asks, Hey, how's it going? Um, but then doesn't actually follow it up with genuine curiosity and concern for, for them. Um, I know I've done that before. Um, I'll admit to that. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't think that it's so much people not loving and fulfilling, not wanting to love their brother. I, I generally think they just not aware of it. They're really unconscious about it, you know? Yeah. Which it, that's the that's true, um, but that's and of course that's why we're having this discussion, so that we so that you can't be aware, um, you know. And I, I'm not trying to and I'm not trying to put it out there like if you don't if you haven't known wh- like what to do or even what scripture says about it that you're that how dare you not know everything the Bible says about everything, you heathen. No, I'm not saying that. Uh, uh, Cause I don't know everything the Bible has to say. Um, even reading through at least the majority of scripture, I still don't know whatever, what the whole Bible is talking, like what everything is like about everything. I don't, I don't, I never will. Um, but like the point of this is to, is to bring light to one, the fact that if you are dealing with sadness, if you are sad in your situation, like whether that be something, maybe it's an external thing, you know, maybe someone is making you sad. Maybe it's because a family member has died. Maybe it's because um, you lost your job or like, you know, you're not in good terms with friends or family, whatever that is, or even if it's more internal, something that you're doing, you're more sad based on more internal issues. And that kind of, I that really varies who you are. You know who you are if, if, if I'm talking about you, but like if no matter where you are in being sad, like one cheesy cliche thing that everyone says, and I'm going to say it just because I think it does have some good standing. It's like, it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. I, I think, think it's cheesy. I, I think it's, I think it's used a lot, but I think people don't really, I don't think people really follow up with what it means. I think they just say it to say it, which is the problem with it um, that I have with it. I, when, if I say that, I mean, it's like, it's like one, people don't ever go farther than that. They just say, so they say it as like a saying and then they're just like, all right, on to the next thing. And then something like to m- make you happen. It's like, no, it's like, how do we describe that? Okay. Like not being okay, being sad, going through something, but then realizing that like you will, m- like if you continue to walk in sadness, you will go down farther and farther closer to maybe all the way to depression. Because I think that is, like we said, depression is a really strong word, but people mm-hmm. do get there. Oh yeah, and it starts as with a, as something as simple as being sad and not doing anything about it, not being helped by somebody. And Christians deal with that. Um, it's easy as a Christian to not. And it goes both ways. It goes one: if you're a Christian and you're sad, as hard as it is, please reach out to somebody. Um, now, not to say that it is completely on you because the brothers and sisters around you, first, you should try to surround yourself with other believers for one. Um, but then at the same time, they should, you know, if it is on them, but it's also on you to speak up because um, unfortunately, people are really, really good at hiding their feelings. Um, and sometimes it is hard to, to know if they're going through something. Not everybody wears their heart on their sleeve. Um, so like being OK with talking to people um it's something that comes with experience. Um, I, that's something that I, 
and as you know, I'm, I'm usually pretty open to talk about what I'm going through with brothers. And that's just because I grew up despising speaking to people. And it was like a, that was like a radical transformation transformation for me. Where like now, like speaking about struggles that I have, I'll openly like text you or text like somebody like, yo, I'm going through this and I don't always do this, but it's like, yo, I'm struggling yep. with this. And you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and we won't go yeah. into. He, he used to be my small group student. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was before high yeah, school. Uh, was just ca- when he was in high school. I was the one person who <laughs> took the call me at 3 a.m. I literally. Seriously. <laughs> every, ever since I started youth serving in youth ministry, I always have the saying that no one has ever taken me seriously except for this guy. <laughs> and it's literally just, hey. If you need anybody, you need to talk to him and you just need a vent or whatever. You have questions, need some, whatever it may be. You can hit me up, even if it's at two in the morning. And Austin Dara literally called me one night at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I just needed to get it on my chest. And I think, time. and honestly, I, I dare you to try it. Like, and I, I like, and I don't like, I, and I say that because I, I'll be tired. Oh but, Yeah. Yeah. But like, but even then, like just someone in your own circle too. Like I, yeah. I, I would say that like, if you're out there and like, like you don't have the, like, honestly, after the first time you do it, you're in the response you're going to get from someone who's truly another, like, don't go, if it's something that do, especially when it something to do with struggles and sin and things like that, please go to a brother or sister in Christ um, first of all, um, yes, I think friends outside of the church aren't bad, but I think that when it comes to, to Christian matters, it, you need to go to a brother or sister in the faith because they're, because otherwise they're not going to be able to really sympathize with you and really be there for you on the level that you need them to be and be able to pray with you because that's a big part of it is, but like, once you do it, it's so much easier afterwards. Because once you get it off your chest, you're like, wow, that wasn't that bad. (laughs) And then like, because like my first experience with that is like when I, um, is you're one of the first, but one of my first times was also like, um, a good friend of mine quickly, um, that we, that we both know really well. Good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he helped me through my heavy depression and, um, and so like he was the kind of guy that he would like. He, he would he drop just, anything. He's a, he's he'd a drop brother. anything. And yeah. he knew me so well that he kind of like, he would, he could literally be out of town on a conference and he could just know that there's something wrong with me. And he'd just call me up like, bro, like what's going on? And I'm like, nothing. And he's like, he's like, he's like, Shh. he's like, don't say anything until you tell me like, 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 shut <laughs> up. Just tell me the truth. And that's what I loved about him. That's the kind of, that's he's like, a, I need the, I need the kind of hard love that a lot of people don't necessarily like. I need someone to uh, literally like, I think a lot of people need that. The people need it and they don't, they don't, they don't want to admit it, but like, I need people who are willing to slap me in the face and tell me I'm wrong. And quickly, (laughs) quickly is literally slapped me in the face and told me I'm wrong. Um, which is really funny. I, I don't say that I don't necessarily want people to actually slap me in the face. It's just funny that quickly did it one time uh, because I was being so like whatever. And he just like, and I just wasn't getting on my own head. And he like, he didn't really slap me that hard, but like, he was like, he's like, he's like, bro, come on this and that and like he's like he's like stop being stupid and i'm like i'm like you know what you're right i'm being an idiot it's the pride it really is and like i I think we need that's what we need brothers and sisters for to help us in our own pride and our own sadness and to have somebody to go to that's one of the greatest things about being a christian is that you have people who you can who'd have literally you'd be so surprised how many people that are in your general vicinity in your church that are going through the exact same thing you're going through right and I'll, I'll just say this one thing and then we're going to move forward. Yeah. Because um, that's something else I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, not only that, I, I agree with you on that. And also as well as the biblical community reflects how uh, the character of God. Absolutely. It, I believe it's in Matthew. It says they will know that you're or Matthew or first John. I don't know. Uh, I think it's both so say in their own wording that basically we will people the world will know that we are his disciples by the way we love one another we're that close and I, yeah. I think first John is the one that says it's father and son are one uh, you guys 
or it's supposed to be one. Yeah. But uh, also on another topic, uh, really the same topic, but moving forward, um, I, as we're talking about this, I just something clicked and it made me remember. Even though we're in these situations where we're doleful, feeling sorrowful, or however you want to word it, um, we tend to know Christ better, more refreshing. As Charles Spurgeon would say, he saves the choicest wines for those kind of people. Mm-hmm. I even heard a story before. I think it was Alistair Beck who told the story uh, about this girl who was in a wheelchair all her life. And she said, "If when I get to heaven, I'm going to thank God for the way he created me. Because if it wasn't for that wheelchair, I would not have known the Father the way I do now. I would not Absolutely. know him intimately. And I think we, we tend to, and something I really want to talk about as well, is just we tend to focus so much on the things immediate that we forget to 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 just take off the tunnel vision, look up for a little bit, look at Christ, look at the light, see who he is and really run and depend on him and see that, you know, he's compassionate and he's there for us and he helps us. He's our counselor, he's our helper. And if it were not for the things that I went through, even the season I'm experiencing now, I would not know, you know, Jesus in those ways. I would not know Jesus as intimately. I would not have this hunger for him even when I'm not hungry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I'm totally apathetic. I don't want to do anything. I'm so unmotivated. I, I just want to wallow in the sorrow I feel and be okay with it. But I have this compelling in me to read the word. And just something that rang through our mind is just Matt Chandler articulating how he was all day up at Adam getting his kids to football games and whatever. And then he, he was like, all of a sudden I got hungry. I've been drinking six cups of coffee and I didn't eat all day. So what did I do? I ate. He's like, same thing spiritually. If yeah. you're hungry spiritually, eat. Like, what? What are you gonna wait? Are you gonna wait till you're super tired and you drive and you could risk a life? You know, eat. That's good. I like that. Um, one scripture I wanna I wanna bring up. That's um, a lot of. If you're a Christian, you've probably heard it. Um, but it's Second Corinthians uh, twelve nine, which says, uh, "But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will." Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And what I, amen, amen, honestly. And and what I want to say about that kind of going into what you're, what you said starting out is like, you know, with the, the girl in the, in the wheelchair, it's like, that's understanding that where we are weak, Christ, God, he, he's strong and, you know, and boast in our weakness because in our weakness his strength shines and and when we are weak and when we are in our lowest point that is when god shines through because when 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 we are laying in bed and we are and and it is it is so heavy on us to even get out of bed yet the strength of god pulls us out that's how lives are that's how the gospel is shared like honestly and something that like moved me early on is just when you see people that you know they are going through a real worldly hell like they're going through like so much in their life yet are still making it a priority to worship god they're the ones that are on their knees on the ground praising um the lord for who he is Mm -hmm. um you know they're the and they're the ones also that that God is like 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 a great uh, story um in the Bible um, I honestly can't think of words that but it just came to my mind is um, the one 
where you have the Pharisee um, who comes into the temple, but then you have um, who's praying, thank you that I'm not like such and such. Thank you that I haven't, that I have, that I, that I don't sin like this. Thank you that, that you made me like this. And then you have the, the lowly, um, like Gentile, essentially like the, the, I think it was a Gentile who was, uh, you know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm roughly quoting this because I don't know exactly where, where this was at, but the, uh, if you, if you find it, let me know. But the, um, and then he, but he's there and he's saying, God, I am so unworthy, you know, it, essentially, and I'm roughly quoting it, but it's like, you know, God, I'm so unworthy. God, I like, I need you like, All right essentially and like he's bawling his eyes and he's on his face pray praying to god praising him for who he is and and, and acknowledging his unworthiness and acknowledging god's worth god's glory um and he was the one he it's those people that god is exalts it isn't the mm-hmm. prideful ones who are you know, and, and that's Even Isaiah says God draws to those who are broken and contrite in spirit. Exactly. And so like, you know, and I, to add on to that. Yeah, go ahead. Do it. In Ecclesiastes seven, it says, um, sorrow, sorry, in verse three, it says sorrow is better than laughter for by fi- for by sadness of face, the heart is made glad. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the hearts of fools in the house of mirth, which means um, jewel, uh, yeah. you know, laughter yeah. and the house of laughter. And so, you know, we all know who Solomon is, who mm-hmm. wrote Ecclesiastes, if you didn't know. Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes. Um, and he was a man that fulfilled every single thing anything you could think of in your wildest dream solomon did it tenfold he yeah anything you could think of that would make you happy beyond your wild. this tenfold. man did some freaking crazy junk he bro was he was gnarly some, dude he, he was crazy that man if you think when you think of living it up multiply that by a hundred and that is solomon solomon has done anything and everything you think of and at the end of the day he writes ecclesiastes mm-hmm vanity vanity all is vanity and look what he's saying here he's saying guys the man the king of israel currently whose dad was david who was a man after god's heart who made all the psalms and um and was appointed king by god i'm his son i fulfilled everything i have thousands i have hundreds of wives hundreds of side chicks and anything you think of i've built the temple of god with my own bare hands and yet you know what the wise people are in the house of mourning the sorrow in your heart is actually glad glad you know it makes yeah. you glad and it's i think and it flips the paradigm yeah absolutely and i think sure. too like because i'm sorry yeah, go ahead I, go ahead finish because um what what we tend to feel like is when we feel down it's a sickness. It's an illness. I got to yeah. get rid of it. I got to find the remedy for it. Mm-hmm. But we see here uh, Solomon trying to encourage us, implore us to, you know what? Send in a little bit. It'll bring you closer to God. Yeah. Like you said earlier, those who are sad, uh, those who are broken and contrite, they, God draws near them. Mm-hmm. There's something about in those situations that draws near God. And I think it's just because it exposes us for who we really are. Helpless, helpless lambs who need a good shepherd to help us because we, life is unpredictable. We're dependent. God's eternal, all knowing, perfect, compassionate, loving, and there for us. And what I was going to say off of that is what you'll, what you'll find out, the longer you are a Christian, the more that paradigm shifts. The more you know about God, mm-hmm. the right. like. I don't. I, I, I'm gonna put it simply like this, but there needs more description in this. Is just the more you know Christ, the the more you tend to be sad. And what I mean by that 
uh, or be more down, be more sorrowful because you, what happens is you realize how, one, how little you are and then how big God is. Um, and it brings you, I wouldn't, okay, so not sorrowful. It, would, it brings a humbleness to, to humbleness. you, a humbleness. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. Um, is that like those people who are praising this, like this, like way of living that like being uh, this happiness living, that being a Christian means you're going to be happy, wealthy and well off. And your life is going to be great. Living your best life now. Hashtag Joel Osteen, like living large like that what you the way you know that that's not the way it is is that when you know christ more you become more humbled because you you start to realize okay and when you truly understand the gospel okay i literally had no part in this and i and i will literally without christ burn in eternal damnation in hell there's nothing that I can do. There's nothing that I have done that I deserve in every bit to have the suckiest possible life ever. So the fact that I continue to breathe each and every day is a blessing. And when you when you start seeing these little things in every part of life as a blessing from God, you tend to be on your knees more than you're on your feet. And, um, you know, and you tend to be more kind of, in tears, uh, you know, for, you know, not everybody actually cries, um, you know, it, but like, you know what I mean by that? It's, you know, you're more, you're, you tend to be more face to the ground, like, God, I am unworthy. Like, that's how I reverend. start my, that's how, yeah, Reverend, that's like, that's genuinely how all of my prayers start on a personal level. Like, like when I, when I pray, like, whether it is out of, whether it is because I'm repenting of, of a specific thing or even just praying to praise God, it's like, God, uh, I am unworthy to even speak to you. The God who, who, whom, if I were able to see the true presence of God, see the fullness of God, I would literally disintegrate. I would literally be made to nothing like the like i would die instantly and, and and we know that as we see like even moses was only able to see the backside of god even and even then the other people that were on the, the at the bottom of the mountain were not able to come near moses when he came down because the presence of god was upon him and was shown upon him and it was it was still too bright like it's just this understanding of god man, it brings you to your knees. And that's like, for me, I just get so humbled by that. And it, but it brings you out of this pride, which segueing that back into what the main topic of what we're talking about with sadness is, is just getting the understanding that sadness is a part of life. It's a part of our faith and it's going to happen. But when you are sad, knowing what scripture says about it, like I said, that, um, that his grace is sufficient for you and power is made perfect in our weakness. Um, you know, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Giving thanks in all circumstances. He said that for a reason. We're giving thanks, praising the Lord for everything, realizing that our every, every fading breath is a blessing from God. We don't deserve it. All right. And that makes you, that one will bring you out of a, a sense of sadness or it'll bring you into a sense of joy. Like I talked about earlier, All right? It'll be, you'll start to realize, okay, I'm joyful that man, I have Christ. I have salvation. I have eternity in, in, because of his death. Um, you know, and it's okay that life sucks right now, but man, just wait until I get to heaven. Right. And that, that even reminds me of, um, Psalms 13. I'm, not, I'm just going to skip a couple of verses because uh, I can't quote on top of my head. But it says, uh, it says, How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemies exalt over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord. Light up my eyes lest I speak, 
sleep the sleep of death. And he continues to describe how he feels, but he says, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. And that's along the topics of what you're saying. And what I've been noticing is that as simply as it sounds, the answer is Christ. It's still profoundly one of the hardest things to, to actually do, actually to have this 100% desire to seek God. Because it's simply said, you're, you're feeling sad, seek God. Yeah. It's easy said, hardest hard thing, to do. Hard, yeah. hardest thing to do for sure. And just as you read Psalms, as you read Ecclesiastes, as you read, uh, I would even say First John and the Gospels and everything. It's honestly just seeking Christ. Yeah. And fixating yourself on, and seek Him wholeheartedly. I mean, God says. Ask me anything. Ask me anything, I'll give it to you. And most people misconstrue that verse, misuse it. Yeah. Um, but we do have a gracious Father Absolutely. who loves us and wants and, and is there for us for sure. Yeah. Um, so wrapping it up, um, now that we're right around the little over an hour, um, I'd just like to say just a couple things to kind of... What's a verse that helped you? verse to help me like yeah. in my own like when i'm sad or kind of like yeah what's a verse that helped you along life uh, um in life along the topic i would say before well, you end it i'm just curious yeah the something that's actually gotten me through a lot of um and it's not necessarily there's a lot of different verses but one thing that i always go back to i have it pulled up on my computer here is psalms 51 which sounds kind of could come off like why Psalms 51? Um, but what it, it gives me, it gives me a sense of hope in my, in my, in my faith, knowing that a man after God's own heart has like to give context to Psalms 51. This is where David has done some of these stupidest things. has done these stupidest things in his life. Right. And he's, he's, he's committed murder. He's, he's um committed adultery like mm. he's done things to the umpteenth percent like just like completely wrong yet still is still brings he still brings back comes back to god and says you know in in this prayer in psalms 51 which is just so powerful to me is, is have mercy on me O god according to your steadfast love according to your abundant mercy blot out my transgressions wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin for i know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me against you you will only have i sinned and done the evil in your sight so that you may so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment behold i was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me behold you delight in truth in the inward being and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart um, and as it goes on, like it's, he's crying out to God for mercy. Um, and it just, to me, it, it speaks to me because one of my, I've struggled, um, a lot with sin. Um, and you know, in my early time as a Christian, like I, I did a lot of stupid things. I made a lot of mistakes. I, um, you know, in relationships, the way I treated people, um, I just, I was not a good person. Um, even in the beginning of my faith, I just was very worldly and, um, I let myself get to myself. I let my sadness make me a worse person, um, in that. And so seeing something, reading about David, really all of the Psalms, but reading about David's struggle, reading about his sin and about, God's grace still abounding even through his sin, even through that gives me hope as a, as a believer, knowing that, man, I've done some stupid things, but God has saved me. And, you know, I was, you know, so basically what you're saying is that 
your sin and you realizing you sin has made you feel really sad. Yes. And this is how you Yes, and so reading prayer from a man after God's own heart in his deepest sorrow in in his life in terms of sin like gives me encouragement to know that if God can forgive and have grace and mercy on what David has done, how much more can he have on me? Um in my in my sin. And not to say that like Amen, brother. And not to <laughs> and <laughs> and I don't want to get into a conversation about, you know, like different like like levels of sin and all this stuff. Like that can be a really deep black hole of conversation. But like what it's you know, like Paul says, you know, if you know that Christ said, you know, that he sees himself as the worst of these. Like like if Christ saved Paul, a literal murderer of Christians genocide yes he yes that was i don't know what i was gonna i was gonna say something he's yeah but he he literally that was literally his job he literally would kill christians yet god used paul to write like most of the (laughs) two-thirds two-thirds of the new testament and he did some of the craziest things and was so on fire for you know in that in using that term like for christ he he sought after everything christ and gave his life for him right and even i know whenever we tend to feel emotional we tend to run to psalms and the the one thing about psalms for those who don't really study um Hebrew poetry, which I heard a quick podcast about, and I want to study it more for sure. I studied a little bit before, but um, basically, they um, the repeating theme about all the Psalms is that it structures who God is first, yeah, and then filters them uh, their emotions. They always set that foundation, like God, you are you have done you will you're this you're that you're my rock you're my refuge and just just really stating who god is what he can do what he does do what he will do yeah constantly and then they finally exclaim how they feel and then just fashion that up together in the one song yeah uh, poet Another one that I honestly didn't think about this, but this is probably done more, a lot more in my life just because it was, it was, um, a passage I read so much because I memorized it and I, I couldn't go through the whole t- thing cause I haven't actually gone through and pra- continue to practice this, um, lately, but, um, is Romans eight. Um, I'm just going to read the first couple verses and it just like wrecks me every time i read it but there is it's it's around the same idea but um and then we'll we'll end it off with this um but there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in christ jesus from the law of sin and death and this is one of my favorite verses here verse three for god is done with the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh um Amen. Say a lot for the people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Like that verse, honestly, took me so long to break down in my head when I first read it. Because it, especially in the ESV, it is a tongue twister of a verse. Like it just kind of like, he's just, there's a lot of like, there's the way it's worded is just crazy. But like, it's just, that's the gospel and that, that's like such such a full example, like full explanation of the gospel in a verse. In in one of one, obviously that's throughout the entire scripture, but that's one of the ones I can always refer to. Uh, that's just like man, that is so full. It's one verse. It's not even a full sentence. It, the sentence is not even finished, and he's already described <laughs> the fullness of Christ's sacrifice on the um um on the cross and what what his life was, and it's like understanding like just that first verse there is there now there is therefore now no condemnation for those in christ jesus not you know there's it's like ah well but 
There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus unless... No, if you're in Christ Jesus, if you've been saved by Christ, there's no condemnation for you because you're in Christ. Your your righteousness, it's no longer your righteousness, it's his. Um, So, and, you know, just to bring it all together. Summary time. Summary time. uh, Hit him with a summary? Yeah, go ahead. You you hit us us with a sum. Got you, fam. (laughs) So basically, is being sad okay? Yes. It is, but um, brings you closer to Christ. Don't be prideful. It's not about you. Don't hurt others. Don't be a jerk. Don't use your wit and charm uh, to hurt people in that process. And as well as if you know a person, whether uh, no matter what your situation is, be there. Mourn with those who mourn. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Be a good brother and sister. Um, we're a community of believers. We're a family that's closer than your own blood relatives. And uh, our love for each other reflects the love of the Father. People are going to know uh, just by that alone, as well as our witness. Um, and focus on Christ. Easier said than done, 100%. But you're not alone. You have the Bible, you have the Spirit, and you have your brothers and sisters. Yeah, and um, quickly too, if you are listening to this, because um, um, a comment below if you're listening. Yes, for sure, because um, this is um, a we're recording. We've recorded a couple of podcasts, <laughs> and we're going to be posting them periodically just because we want to stay ahead of it and keep consistent. Um, so when we post this, um, you know, I have no idea who's listening or if anybody's listening but if you are listening and you are somebody who is sad and you don't feel like you have somebody to talk to i am opening up myself for that i'm always open so let us know in the comments you know if you want to speak with us privately we'll find a way to do that like we're here for you maybe you might be the second person other than austin to actually take me on by my offer. yeah we're we're here for you um as much as we can be and it might be easier to talk to someone who doesn't know you personally um to get it off your chest if you got to do it so but uh that's it uh comment you know just say hi to us you know we like people we like to make new friends so just hit us up in the comments thank you guys for watching and stay tuned for the next podcast where we go another hour on another great topic Peace, y'all.